Amigos, your relationship needs support. When I think back to my marriage and the period of it when my husband and I were struggling the most, we both realized that in order for us to overcome the number one issue in our relationship, we needed to do something radically different than what we were already doing, even different from what the generations before us did. We realized we needed support. And that support came in the form of marriage therapy. That's why I'm so grateful for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. You see, marriage therapy was the game changer for my relationship. It allowed my partner and I to finally take a step back and have somebody else walk us through what was actually going on. Eventually, we both realized that most of the issues that we had with each other had actually nothing to do with the other person, but more so to do with our own unhealed trauma and our own things that we hadn't taken the time to process, but somehow was still showing up in our relationship. And that's why I love BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or even video call. You can even message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can totally switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked just for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash one day at a time. That's BetterHelp.com slash one day at a time. The link to this coupon will be right here in my podcast notes. And listen, amigos, at this point, you've tried it all when it comes to your relationship and nothing is working. You don't have anything to lose by asking for the support that you know that you need in the form of therapy. And what a better way to do that than with better help. Coming up on the One Day at a Time podcast. When we come to our partners who are the protectors and we're, you know, pitching an idea or we're sharing something new that we want to do, the listener who's a protector will always give you the issues that will come up if you do the very thing that you're pitching to them that you want to do. And sometimes they're misinterpreted as negative people or sometimes they're misinterpreted as not being optimistic, but they're just super protective of you and your moves. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karina F. Daves, life coach and speaker. I went from lacking authenticity in my relationships, having really shaky boundaries with loved ones, and getting caught up in the cycle of toxic relationships, to finally standing firm on my values, knowing the difference between privacy and boundaries, and getting comfortable with the identity of putting myself first without feeling the guilt. Each week on this show, I will be sharing relationship advice, real-life testimonies, and my proven strategies on how to finally resolve the issues in your relationship. As a life coach, I help women overcome the number one issue that exists in their relationship so that they can show up as themselves. Whether the issue is communication, a loss of your self-identity, or even your struggles with setting boundaries, I will help you create results in your relationship that actually stick and feel genuine to who you know you are and who you know God is calling you to be. 
Working together will help you finally achieve the freedom from the stress this relationship is giving you. I will help you figure out the exact steps you need to take to have difficult conversations in your relationships, to set the boundaries that were needed years ago, and to finally have peace in your relationship so that you can show up as the partner you desire to be. You know this is not you. This isn't the real you. So let's work together to bring the real you to the forefront. Let's make it loud and clear what it is that you want. I want to help you do that. Go to the link in the podcast notes to book a sales call with me where we'll talk more about what's going on in your life and figure out how to get your life back. I cannot wait to meet you. If you're loving this podcast and enjoying the juicy relationship gems, then head over to follow me on my socials at Karina F. Daves on Instagram and TikTok. Or head over to my website, KarinaFDaves.com, and subscribe to my newsletter, Release Your Relationship, where I share weekly relationship advice on how to overcome the number one issue in your relationship. Now, if you're really loving this podcast, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and share it with all of your amigos. Reviews are such a personal way to hear your voice and have the ability to interact with our community. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And now, the One Day at a Time podcast. Amigos, como están? Welcome back to One Day at a Time with your host, me, Karina F. Daves, life coach, speaker, and amazing podcaster of this dope podcast. Listen, today we're going to be talking about ways we listen to our partner, episode 61. I first want to take this time to thank y'all for coming back for another round, right? And one of the things I don't do or don't practice um, is I don't ever come back from a little break and be like, oh, sorry, I was on a break or sorry, I haven't been showing up. Like, that's just not me. That's my business and I'm a keep of my business, okay? So know that I'm never gonna apologize for having a life and neither should you, especially if you're on social media and you, I don't know, have a business, whatever it is that you have, you're a content creator, whatever that is, like, don't worry about apologizing for taking a break or for going on vacation or for not showing up. Your community is built around your heart posture. And if your intention is to serve, then people are understanding. And the second thing I want to say about that is all of your content is recyclable. Mm, it's evergreen. So you don't ever have to apologize for not being as present because God is calling you to be present with him first. Amen. All right. Today, we're going to talk about ways we listen to our partner. So I'm going to list for you the four top ways that we listen to our partners, uh, the people that we have relationships with, our friendships, and I'm going to break them down for you and why some of them are healthy and some of them are not. All right, here we go. And listen, if you um, can sort of relate to any of these uh, ways that we listen to our partners, put it in the chat that this is the type of listener that you are, okay? And I've actually been all of these listeners, and I'm going to tell you the best type of listener to be. Are you ready? Here we go. All right, numero uno. Ways we listen to our partner. First, this is how many of us listen. We listen as the fixer. So this is where we listen to our partners to solve their issue. So it's more about parenting rather than 
uh, partnering. And what happens as a parent is you don't allow your partner to ever problem solve. You don't allow them the space to create the habit to problem solve whatever issue they're coming with you with or whatever they're deciding to become unraveled about. You will listen as the fixer. And listen, most of us, when we listen as the fixer, we listen because we love. We love deeply and we want to help. And and it in some ways pains us that the person that we love is going through something difficult and instantly our brain goes into action. Like we are able to see all of the solutions that our partner cannot see. And what I want to share about listening as the fixer is that while yes, your intention is amazing, you also have to understand that you're robbing your partner of the opportunity to practice the gift that you have. You see, you have the gift of problem solving. Your partner may not in that moment. And when you show up to listen to your partner as the fixer, as wanting to solve everything, you're showing up as their parent and not as their partner, right? You're wanting to fix everything that's going on in their life because you want them to be at ease. You want them to feel good. Most fixers don't show up um, upset. But what happens over time with people who show up as fixers is that they become tired. They become exhausted. They have then created a personality about them that they are now the go-to of everything. If you're the go-to in your family or in your relationship, or if you're the go-to parent, let me get an amen. Amen, I'm the go-to. What I want to say about that is the fixer will morph into the go-to. They're like cousins, right? These types of traits are things that you put on yourself and will eventually make you too exhausted. And then what happens is the fixer turns into the go-to and the go-to eventually becomes the savior. And you become, develop, you become to develop the savior complex. It's not good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Numero dos. Ways that we listen to our partner. This is my favorite. And this is what I attempt to be all the time, most of the time. Number two is you listen to your partner as the safe space. So this is the active listener. This is the type of person that listens without judgment, without offense. Instead, they are providing feedback only if asked, right? They are listening. They are watching. They are listening to cute words. They are very much a safe space. The tricky part about being the listener that is a safe space is when your partner is coming to talk to you about yourself. <laughs> that is the hardest thing to do. Because you need to, as the safe space, be the cornerstone or be the sober soundboard for your partner to understand that they can come back to you again. I want you to realize that every single time you are listening to your partner, you both are developing a practice or developing an understanding of if you're approachable or not. And there was a period in my marriage where I was not approachable, where every single time my husband told me about himself, 
I told him about himself. <laughs> if you ever been in this situation where every time somebody tells you about yourself, you tell them, well, what about you? Give me an amen because I understand that. That is not a safe space type of listener. And it's because you haven't worked on your spirit of offense. You haven't, you haven't had the opportunity or you haven't made the opportunity to work on that spirit. And so what ends up happening is when your partner comes to you, you're not that safe space. You're not that safe soundboard. And it's super essential to be. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to list the the types of um, ways we listen to our partner and how you should categorize them, right? For a level of number one, number two, number three, number four. Okay, numero tres, another way that we listen to our partners is we are the motivator. <laughs> this is the type of partner or the way that we listen. This is the type of listening where you are the severe optimist. Like no matter what your partner brings to you, you are like, you, you, you got this. <laughs> you are, you could work this out. Like you're a champion. When have you not gotten it? Like this is the type of listener that is the motivator that they look at the situation and no matter what you throw at them, they are extremely faithful. They listen attentively and they believe in you in this like <sighs> unconventional way. Like if you've ever had a listener who is the motivator, give me an amen because these are the people that I love and that I usually laugh at because I'm laughing at them having more faith than me. And, you know, sometimes also the motivators will piss people off, right? Because they're like, hey, don't you see the problem? And they're like, yeah, I totally see the problem. The motivator's like, I totally see the problem, but I also have so much faith that we will get through this. Sometimes the motivators are misinterpreted as people that don't take things seriously. And what I've learned over time is that motivators do take things seriously, but they take faith so much seriously. They believe in God so much seriously. They, even though they see the situation right in front of them, like $5,000 in credit card debt, or I don't have a car, or I don't have a job, they focus so much on motivating their partners in the situations that eventually the result will just be so much more fruitful. Like they just know it. They know things will work out <laughs> until they're no longer on earth. And even then there's a party upstairs I hear. <laughs> okay. That's the third type of, of listener. Okay. Numero cuatro. The last type of listener is the protector. Mm, this is my husband, or I would say was my husband. Um, He's still my husband. But I'm just saying this is not the type of listener he is anymore. So the protector is super interesting. And this is the mix of a pessimist or actually somebody that says that they're seeing the reality of the situation. And when they hear you, they come off as the pessimist, but they're just trying to protect you. Let me explain. You see, the protector type of listener is the person that's outside of the nightclub, the security guard, checking your bags and checking to make sure that you're not a hazard to yourself or anybody else inside. 
And so most of the time when we come to our partners who are the protectors and we're, you know, pitching an idea or we're sharing something new that we want to do, the listener who's a protector will always give you the issues that will come up if you do the very thing that you're pitching to them that you want to do. And sometimes they're misinterpreted as negative people or sometimes they're misinterpreted as not being optimistic, but they're just super protective of you and your moves. And they haven't practiced the heart posture of being the motivator of having a safe space or their delivery and so sometimes their delivery as a protector comes off super rough and then we get into arguments I mean I've pitched things to my husband I remember when I started my business three years ago and I was talking to my husband about all the things I wanted to do he was giving me all the things that weren't able to happen with what I was sharing before even telling me honey that's such a great idea it was I got the butts before anything I got I didn't get the motivation first I got all of the issues that would arise first and it was super annoying and I remember getting into countless arguments with my husband when I started my business and I probably should make a podcast episode about that um, and so as a protector you you see yourself as the realist in these situations but you're just trying to protect your partner you understand? Okay, I only got a couple minutes because I got to go to work here. And I always promise that my episodes are short anyways because you don't have time and I'm making the time, okay? <laughs> here we go. Um, all right, so these are the levels of types of listening that I want you to practice, all right? So the ways that we listen to our partners are as the fixer, as the safe space, as the motivator, and as the protector, Okay. These are the ways that I want you to categorize them the next time your partner has something to say and wants to talk to you. You ready? Okay, I got time. James Edwards, I see you. <laughs> All right, here we go. I want you to first prioritize out of these four listeners, I want you to first, you guessed it, be the safe space. The next time your partner has something to say, I want you to practice first being the safe space, being the active listener, being not offensive, working on your offense, and being the soundboard for that. That's it. All right? <laughs> Dig instrumentals. I got you got time too. Thanks. <laughs> Numero uno. Okay? That's first. Second, I want you to be the motivator. I want you to take the information your partner is sharing with you and repeat it back to them in a motivating type of way. For example, my husband every year shares with me that he wants to go faster. He's a race car driver. And when he's sharing these dangerous details with me, I am listening. I am freaking out inside because I don't know why anybody would want to go faster than they went before. But it is his passion, it is his hobby, and he is so excited when he shares it with me. And sometimes he's not as excited because it can be rough, right, to build a race car. When he's sharing this with me, I am extremely conscious of what I look like. I am making sure in my mind that I'm even praying over what he's sharing. I'm asking the Lord to fix my heart. And then I'm freaking out. Because I'm like, here it is. He's going to tell me he's going to go fast again, right? Because he's, he's setting it up too. But I'm being the safe space. Because what? In the safe space, you are practicing the habit of allowing your partner to realize that they can come back to you again 
and again as the safe space. You Believe me, you do not want your partner going anywhere else with things that you both should talk about first. Mm, that's another podcast episode, okay? Numero dos, you then are the motivator. So in my mind, when my husband is sharing with me and is about to tell me that he's going even faster than he did last year, I'm being safe, I'm being quiet, I'm being attentive, I'm listening. Then when he shares with me, I want to go faster, my first response is, wow, that's amazing. So much, so many things have happened over the course of you building your race car. I'm so happy for you that you get to continue doing the very thing that you love. Uh, I have to admit, it is super scary to hear that you keep wanting to go faster, but I want to be able to support you as much as I can. Just know that it's a little bit difficult for me because I love you and I don't want you to be hurt or don't want you to get hurt. And I guess sometimes my brain goes to straight losing you and that's not something that I want. Um, But I want you to live your life to the fullest. And if this is something that you want to do, I'm here for you. And I'm getting so emotional because I'm sharing with you a very real conversation. (laughs) And you see, in being my husband's safe space, I was able to not only listen to him, but I was able to weed out my own thoughts and my own heart. And through that, I was able to tell my husband as the motivator how proud of him I was and how much I wanted him to live his life to the fullest while he was here. I also made sure to deliver my feelings on the fact that it's a little scary, but we're going to do it anyways. (laughs) Okay? Numero uno as a safe space. Numero dos as the motivator. Numero tres, you can be the fixer, but you need to ask permission to be the fixer. Here's how that works. So if my husband is telling me, I want to go faster this year, I'm telling him, I'm listening to him as a safe space. I'm motivating him, telling him how proud I am. As the fixer, he can then say, I need more time, right? When he gave me his little pitch, I can then say, is this something that you need help figuring out, like the whole time thing, or is this something that you got? You see how I asked permission? I didn't just go straight to like, okay, well, we have to figure things out because I have stuff to do too. And like, you know, at the end of the day, like we got to call this person and we got to make sure the budget's right. No, 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 no. I'm allowing my husband to take accountability and responsibility for what he's sharing with me first. So if he shared with me that he needs more time because he uh, is trying to go faster, so he needs more garage time, I am listening and asking him straight up, is this something that you need help with? Like, figuring out how you need more time with, you know, is this something that we should both sit down and look at our schedules or you think you got this? So you can still be the fixer, but you need to ask permission. You understand? And numero cuatro, you can still show up as the protector, but I want you to be conscious of the delivery. Okay, here we go. And I kind of already did this, right? So first, I was a safe space as my husband is sharing with me that he's doing this life-threatening thing. I listened to him. I motivated him. I asked him if he needed me because he said he needed time. So I, I heard a problem. I asked him if he needed my help resolving it. And then as the protector, right, in the back of my mind, I'm going crazy about the fact that he wants to go faster. I can say to him, 
I love you so much. This is just a bit scary. And I guess this is not my world, but I trust you. And I don't want to lie to you. I'm just a little nervous about what you're getting ready to do. You see how instead of sounding like the pessimist or the extreme optimist who's not looking at the reality of the situation because race car driving is super serious, I'm just sharing what's on my heart without judgment, without criticism, without blame. Nothing else is coming up. The kids are not coming up. Our full-time jobs are not coming up. My business is not coming up. Our marriage, like nothing is coming up when I'm listening to my partner, but the very thing that he's sharing with me. And sometimes when our partners share things with us, we don't listen attentively with an open heart. We don't listen as a safe space. We listen as the problem solver and the fixer. We don't listen as the motivator, pumping them up. We listen as the protector all the time, wanting to problem solve every single thing that's going on in their life. And what I want to remind you of is that sometimes your partner just needs a partner, not a parent. Sometimes your partner just needs a partner, not somebody who's going to criticize them. And as the protector in this specific example where my husband is sharing with me that he's going faster, yes, I'm seeing (laughs) the crazy sides of how this could turn out. And instead of sharing with him my opinions, I'm sharing with him my heart about how I'm a little scared. And all I want to say about that, because I'm going to let you have a little window into my marriage. And I think I, I give you a big window into my marriage, but this gets me very emotional because um, when I met my husband and I asked him what were his dreams, he said he wanted to be a race car driver. And I told him that I was one of the stupidest dreams I've ever heard of. And how could you dream outside of a nine to five? How could you dream outside of a salary or a career? And I didn't understand it because I was never given the privilege or the flexibility to even think or dream that way. And so I knew in that moment that we were going to have a bit of resistance, but God told me to surrender my husband and let him be. And so in the beginning of our marriage, I really couldn't control that passion of him. And so I decided to control him in other ways his schedule, where he was, his heart. Like it was a lot of things that I just, I had a very bad controlling and perfectionism type of spirit, right? Like if my husband got upset, I was upset. Like it was very bad. I I wasn't standing on my own grounds and I was idolizing my husband more than God. Mm, That's another podcast episode. And, um, you know, I watched my husband, I watched my husband pay someone $50 a month to use their garage across the street from our apartment, 700 foot square apartment, super small. And I watched him work crazy hours and come home and be in his uniform, say hello, good night, and walk across the street and work on his race car when we didn't even have a garage. Then I watched my husband build his race car off of junkyard parts 
because he didn't have it. We didn't have it. And then I watched my husband's face light up when we bought our home and we got the garage that he needed. My husband finished his race car the day before I had a C-section with our son, Levi. I remember my husband kissing me goodnight and going into the garage and <laughs> sliding in like hours later because he was so determined to make his dreams happen. And my husband, Terrence, Dave's, is the true definition of somebody that really doesn't give a crap about what people think about him. That man pursues his dreams. He pursues the dreams that don't look like anybody else's. And I am so happy for him. And there's been times where I've been frustrated at my husband's dreams, where I've felt like his dreams were affecting us. And I think plenty of times I just wasn't listening the right way. I was listening as the fixer. I was listening as the protector. And I wasn't listening to my partner. I was parenting him. And I'll be darned if I am the person that keeps my husband from his dreams. You see, this episode is called Ways We Listen to Our Partners. But it's much more than that. Because the way that you listen to your partner can have such a deep effect on them for the good or for the worse. And I've watched myself be the worst. And it's not good. It doesn't grow or birth anything good. It doesn't stretch you in a positive way. And listening to my partner for the last 11 years talk about race cars <laughs> has been so annoying. <laughs> annoying because I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And I'm being so honest with you when I say it's such a scary dream. It's such a scary dream. And when I show up with my husband to talk about this, he knows I'm nervous. But the heaviest feeling or the heaviest spirit that I have is one of safety, one of motivation, and one of faith. And it didn't happen overnight. But he knows that he can count on me to believe in him when he doesn't believe in him. He knows that he can count on me when he needs a couple of extra hours in the garage or where it's race car season, which we're in the middle of and we barely see each other. And so we have to plan to plan, right? To be together. He knows he can count on me. This past weekend, I came back from a work trip and the first person that I knew I had to spend time with was my husband. 
because I'm about to make a very controversial reel called my marriage comes first before my kids. So look out for that. But um, the day after I got back, my husband had to go in the garage and uh, he spent a good time there. And uh, I, I then needed to write some emails and write some content like a couple hours later. And I was like, honey, I'm so sorry. I know I said I was going to do dinner, but like I, I just remembered I had to do this thing. And my husband said one word, but the way that he said it made me feel like we arrived. He said, oh, absolutely. And mind you, I'd like, I was like, all right. And I just walked by him. But when I got to my office and I sat here without guilt, I sat here without feeling judged. I sat here in peace, ready to just write and do what I needed to do. I felt like we arrived to a certain point in our marriage that took so much work, so much surrender of the self, and so much freaking grace. Grace isn't something that is inside of all of us. It wasn't inside of me. Grace is something that you build in your relationship. It's a muscle that you just form. I say all this to say that my marriage is not a microwave marriage. The things that you're witnessing and listening to did not happen overnight. And God told me that as we continue being married to share these testimonies because they're going to help people. And I love what I do. Anyways, (laughs) this episode is called Ways We Listen to Our Partner. I hope that it inspired you. I hope that it ignited something in you. And uh, I'm not sorry for crying, but uh, <laughs> it's not like me to cry live. Anyways, if you're at a period in your life where you're ready to overcome the number one conflict in your relationship and your marriage, I want to help you do that. I want to help you show up to your relationship as the safe space. I want to help you show up to the relationship no longer being the fixer. I want to help you do this work so that you both could have the peace and grace to pursue your dreams. You both deserve to continue pursuing what it is that God is calling you to do. There are two types of marriages. The ride or die marriages that know that they're highly favored and anointed. And then the normal marriages that just buy the house, have the kids and that's it. I want to help you be the ride or die marriage. Okay, go to the link in my bio and book a sales call. All right, listen, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're not signed up for my emails yet, go to the link in my bio and sign up for Release Your Relationship, a weekly series where I share with you weekly relationship gems, okay, on how to surrender your relationship. If you're not subscribed to this podcast, go to Spotify, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe it. Please leave me a review. It's such a beautiful way for me to know and hear your voice and how you're enjoying it. Just go to Apple Podcasts and just leave me a review there or go to Spotify and leave me a review. All right. I love you so much. And I almost forgot. Let me pray for you. (laughs) Sorry. All right, here we go. Father God, I thank you so much for this episode. Um, Before I started, I didn't ask you to bless it. I asked you to do whatever you wanted with it. 
and you did that. And so I want to thank you. Thank you for the people listening. I ask that right now you give them an overwhelming sense of discernment and clarity on what they need to do in their relationships, in their lives. This moment right now, I can feel the Holy Spirit right here around me. I can feel that this moment is meant to happen and it feels so good. And I thank you, Lord. I ask that you not only bless people, but you strip anything out of their lives that is not meant to be there and make them understand that you're doing it for them, not to them. Lord, I ask that you continue protecting our kids, the school systems, their teachers, the way we nourish ourselves, protect everything around us, Lord. You are the ultimate guide and the ultimate protector. And you're the only person that we should idolize. Not our partners, not our parents, not our bosses. Only you. We love you so much, God. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Listen, send me a DM. Tell me what you thought about this episode. Um, or send me a DM just to say hi. All right? I love you so much. I hope you have a great day. My name is Karina F. Daves. I'm a life coach, a speaker, and the podcast host of this dope podcast, One Day at a Time. Head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and make sure to subscribe to it and leave me a review. All right? Te adoro mucho. Ciao. If you're loving this podcast and enjoying the juicy relationship gems, then head over to follow me on my socials at Karina F. Daves on Instagram and TikTok. Or head over to my website, KarinaFDaves.com, and subscribe to my newsletter, Release Your Relationship, where I share weekly relationship advice on how to overcome the number one issue in your relationship. Now, if you're really loving this podcast, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and share it with all of your amigos. Reviews are such a personal way to hear your voice and have the ability to interact with our community. Thanks so much for listening to the show and feel free to always hit me up on Instagram via DMs or anywhere on my socials. Te adoro mucho. 